Hello everyone, my name is Vanessa Green. I am a journalist, entrepreneur, and mental health advocate. And Loose Screws is a mental health podcast that will share the good, the bad, the ugly, the real, and the funny about our mental health journeys. Enjoy. Thank you so much for being here. This is um, a mental health series where we are going to discuss the good, the bad, the ugly about mental health. We're going to share our stories, our journey. And I wanted to start with you and tell me a little bit about what you're doing right now. Sure. So my name is Ariel Bloom. I'm a functional nutritionist and mindset coach. So my journey started with myself and now um, is a ripple effect into the clients that I work with as well. So when you when you're discussing about the nutrition and the the clients that you have right now, when you have a client that comes in and they want to make some changes, what is the first thing that you look into their lifestyle? So usually, and I love that you said, what do we look into in their lifestyle? Because usually it isn't their food we look at first. It's a big part of it. Um, but the other big part is what are your stress levels like and how are you managing that stress? That is usually um, one of the biggest factors for people when they have problems with their nutrition is that some form of stress or trauma is causing it. And so we have to get to the root of that first to understand what the trouble is, what the problems are running into with their nutrition. Sometimes for some people, it's um, IBS, heartburn, things like that. Sometimes it's that they are coming to me because they want to lose weight. Uh, maybe their doctor recommended that they have to start working with someone for to lower their blood pressure or their cholesterol. There are all these different things that people come for. And usually the actual root is something relating to stress. And then we look at food with that. So we're all stressed. 2020 we're has gotten all. us <laughs> to the max of our stress level. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and with that, all the mental health illnesses that have occurred during this last year and a half, you know, we've been dealing with this pandemic. We've been dealing with losing family members or friends or people that we know we are not connected. Or I say we're connected in a different way right now because we are not maybe going to all these concerts and being in public as much. Nevertheless, we are still seeking that um, connection with one another. And that ties into the stress levels and how we are dealing with our mental issues and our loose screws, how I say it. So what do you think? <laughs> how have you been dealing with it during this year? So this year for everyone, I think it's fair to say was a stressful year. Um, that is not to say that some really great things also did come out of the year for a lot of people. I think a lot of people that um, took this as an opportunity to work on themselves, to work on their own mental health and set boundaries where boundaries needed to be set. It was kind of a really great opportunity for them to do that. So that um, a lot of people I think get kind of stuck in like survivor's guilt or like thriver's guilt because they feel like they shouldn't be celebrating the fact that they had a pretty okay rest of the year as far as the start was probably really rocky for most people. That being said, um, the beginning of this past year was really hard on a lot of people, me included, because I did not have any boundary with my business. I went from working in a company that 
because of all of the closures, everything changed, right? So my job changed and my scope of practice with the, the company I was working for was drastically reduced. I am very much a high achiever. I need things to be doing all the time. So for me, that was not okay. Not having work to do, not having something to do made me feel really purposeless for a while. So when I started to work in my business, the first thing I did was go head first and just, I was working all the time. Like it was 16 hour days, almost every single day, because I didn't know how to stop myself. I didn't know what like not being busy was. So that took a really big toll on my health. I wasn't sleeping very well after that because I was so stressed. I was on so much. I wasn't filling up my own cup. I wasn't taking time to recharge my energy. So all of those things led to burnout. And then I hit a wall where I couldn't do anything. I just didn't have the mental capacity to work on anything for work, to reach out to my clients and make sure they were doing okay. So I was, I was getting by at a certain level where really had I given myself the opportunity to rest and recharge, I could have been operating at such a higher level. So one of the biggest things for me that I started with was understanding where I was busy just for the sake of being busy. So I did a full time audit on all of my time and I looked at, okay, what time am I just like wasting doing something and what can I do with that time instead? Can I meditate? for at least five minutes? Can I journal instead of that 10 minutes of scrolling on Instagram? Can I go for a walk without my phone and have it be just me time? So I started doing things that made me feel better. And those are just the things that work for me. So I, I always recommend for my clients that you find the things that are going to work for you. And that may take a little bit of trial and error, but I found things that worked for me. I put those into practice and I started to adjust the time where I was just busy for the sake of being busy into time when I could be just present. And that's what I, that was the biggest change I made over the course of the pandemic that helped me not get to that place where I felt so burnt out at the beginning. So I think pretty much we're all burned out. I've, I've yeah. gotten to the point that I don't know what to focus on and how to just sit down. And just like you said, I am busy all the time, but am I really busy on what needs to, you know, like what I need to focus on right now? Sometimes I, I can't even tell. And that's where I have to reshift everything in my mindset and, and really focus. But with everything that's going on and we wanna keep ourselves busy, um, it's, it's kind of difficult because there's so many input from everywhere, from social media, from our friends, from our family members that want to stay in touch, the connection that we're missing with our kids. If you have kids, it's extremely hard. So when you get a client like me, for instance, I come up to you and tell you, you know what, I'm having a very difficult time just trying to focus. So how do you help me? I love that question because this is almost everyone in a nutshell, we're like, I don't, I want to do so many things. And this is why I like, I love working with like high achievers and high performers because we all want to do so much. Like there's, it's just never enough. So I love this idea of writing it all down, like take everything in your head that you want to do. It doesn't matter how big it is, how far down the line, write it all down. 
and it can be stored in a journal, it can be on a computer. Um, there's this thing called mind mapping, MindMeister. It's an app on the computer and it makes you a web. So you can put in all of your ideas and how they connect and it gives you like this cool web. If you don't like awesome. doing it that way, yeah, that's like one of my favorite that things. That sounds awesome. It's super cool because it just looks cool at the end. Um, and it keeps all of your ideas organized. So that's one yeah. thing I love. But then also using post-it notes, a journal, just writing it all out. Journaling is, and I'm, I probably will keep coming back to it because it is one of the most effective ways to help anybody process what's going on in their head. I like to think of our head as like, if you think of your head as a little container for a bunch of balloons, they're all floating around. All of the balloons are just floating right? And some of them are kind of the same colors. Some of them are a little bit different colors. Some of them are completely different colors. So you can kind of see them a little bit better. But when you're looking at all these balloons floating around in your head, it's very hard to distinguish them. That's what your thoughts are. When your thoughts and your to-do list and your feelings and all of the things you're trying to remember are all floating around in your head, it's just balloons that you cannot distinguish. That's really chaotic. And that is a stress, right? Like I'm thinking about that and I'm like, there's I have a carnival food. right now. <laughs> right. I'm like, wow, there's a party up there and I can't hear myself because there's so many things going on. So if you can write it down, what it does is it takes the message in the balloon and it puts it on paper. So mm -hmm. it's, it um, anchors all the balloons down. So now you can see the balloons. You can see all the different colors. You can see all the different subject matters and you can understand okay here's where i'm going to focus my energy here's where i can maybe table this for a little bit so when you write it down it gives you that i that ability to sort it all okay. and what that does is it also shows you that it's not all urgent and that's a problem when we have it just in our head because everything feels urgent everything feels like we got to get it done right this second. Yes. We're really like, do I need to do the laundry right now? No, I could probably do it tomorrow when I know I have an hour. But it feels like I have to do it right now on top of getting an oil change, calling my mom, also doing all of the work that I said I was going to do today. Sometimes our to-do list is a little overambitious because we are ambitious people. So start with journaling is always my first thing. And this is like, some people are going to listen to it and say, I've tried journaling. It's not for me. Yeah. It may be because there is a, you have created an association with journaling that is unpleasant in some way. It could have been because you may be tried. So for most people that I talk to, because I'm a nutritionist, when they come to me because they want to lose weight or they want to repair their relationship with food or they want to fix some sort of IBS symptoms supporting that, a lot of times they have an aversion to journaling because in the past journaling was just writing down your food and writing down your food was because you were restricting your food because you were trying to lose weight. So that was an unpleasant experience because you were restricting your food, you were hungry all the time, you weren't having fun because you weren't eating the things that like added to your life experience. You were probably missing out on social events. Yeah. So now all of those negative feelings are associated with journaling instead of dieting because journaling was the thing that you were doing. You were writing down all of your food. Got it. 
So, so that, that's the connection. And yeah. I've heard of a lot of people, you know, I tried journaling. Well, I did start last year and mm -hmm. I do it from time to time. I went like a couple of months doing it pretty much every day. And then I stopped. And then like now trying to get back, I'm like, well, wait, I have something else to do. And I want to do something else. And it's just like, those balloons are still flying, <laughs> flying around. Yep. Those little screws are out. So I need to, I need to fix that. And I know that we all have, you know, here we go. So we, <laughs> sorry for that. So we all have, like I call them loose screws. Mm -hmm. When did you find out that, you know what, you needed help. You needed someone to like guide you and focus on what was your issue, your mental health illness, and how you were able to overcome that or not overcome it. Because I think most of us as trauma survivors, we always have that in the back of our head and then there's just triggers, but mm -hmm. we now know how to handle them. So what happened in the past that, that made you realize, Hey, you know what? I think I need someone to help me or guide me. And now you are helping others in, in different areas of their lives. I actually got super lucky, I think, because I fell into, I call it like mindset work because I never was recommended to go see a therapist. I've had trauma in my past that was so long ago, like I was so young that unfortunately no one had recommended to me to go speak to someone. So I actually fell into the mindset work, that deep work of understanding your triggers, understanding what stories you've been telling yourself that are not serving you. Um, and that was from, uh, I worked for Lululemon for a little bit. And one of the things that they send everyone to is they send them to this thing called the Landmark Forum. And it's a community, it's basically a community mindset of coaching event. Um, and over the course of the weekend, you go through all these stories and you get to learn about your triggers, the things that you've kind of grown up knowing to be true. And I call, I put that in air quotes because when we're children, we go through experiences and those experiences shape the rest of our life because those experiences teach us, this is an evolutionary trait. They, those experiences teach us lessons about the world, teach us lessons about how we need to show up in the world how other people will relate to us in the world. And those stories, a lot of the times don't serve us because it's something that may have happened. Like maybe uh, my favorite example is in kindergarten, I was bullied. So that meant that I was not gonna be the girl's girl anymore. I was not gonna try and hang out with girls because they were mean. So it, it automatically kind of pushed me into a bucket of being the boy's girl. So, that story was carried around with me for the rest of until I think that was 2015, 2016, okay. until 2016. So that was 10, 12, I think 12 years. So for 12 years, I was thinking to myself, that math is wrong. It was probably more like 20 years. Um, that math, <laughs> I'm not matter. that young. I don't know why I was like, oh, wait, it's no, okay. Not, We're always young. No worries. That's true. I know. Well, I still think I'm 18 sometimes. I'm like, mm, that was a long time ago. That was also 10 years ago. So that was great. Um, so I go through this whole process and I start to learn that, okay, all of these 
all these stories that I, I learned about myself, all these things I learned when I was younger actually aren't true. And that was really hard at first because you go through the majority of your life thinking this is how life is and this is how I should be coping and this is how I should be acting. And then you realize, wait a second, that's not in alignment with like how I want to feel in my life. So through this process of going to the Landmark Forum, I started this, this whole journey of learning actually what was important to me and how I wanted to feel in my life. And so taking that information, I then sought out coaches and all of these different support systems. And I don't say like, I sought out coaches, therapists, doctors, because I didn't, I sought out all different types of support system. So it wasn't just in the medical field. Like I, I looked for anyone. I read books. I listened to podcasts. I started meditating more journaling. Those come up all the time. Um, I even went on apps like BetterHelp, and I started to just try and have the conversation with as many people as I could with as many different people as I could, because to understand fully what's happening, it was really great for me at least to understand from different angles what I could do. And for some people that may be super overwhelming, like I don't want so many opinions. It wasn't that I was seeking the opinions. I was seeking the knowledge that they had. So if I started a conversation, like I started the conversation in the landmark forum, understanding my stories that weren't serving me, then I went somewhere else to understand, okay, how do I make a new story for myself? And then how do I have, how do I adjust or pivot so that I can be in alignment with what I actually want, how I actually want to feel in my life, instead of letting these stories continue to push me down a path that I do not feel aligned with. And that misalignment feels like anxiety, depression. Um, for some people, it can feel like a deep sense of fear. And that's kind of an anxiety feeling. Um, it's, it can be really, really hard on people. And especially if you recognize that something's not right, but you can't put your finger on what it is, that's really hard. So that's why I always recommend go, if you're not going to go see a therapist first, go talk to somebody that you could present the idea to. Maybe it's one of your friends that's like, I call it a little woo-woo, like they're a little spiritual. They feel a little bit more connected to that world. They usually will have a little bit of insight into, hey, maybe you're not, I call it vibrating at the frequency you should be vibrating at. Because as human beings, so on a cellular level, I take the woo-woo and I bring it into science right now. So on a cellular level, we're made up of atoms. Atoms are vibrating balls of energy. So we are all literally by proxy, by default, we're all vibrating balls of energy. And you can feel it in people. When, pe when someone is super confident, when someone is really feeling themselves, like they feel good in their body, when they walk into a room, you feel them enter the room. It's because their energy field is so big that your, your energy is attracted to their energy. The same way, like you can't put a finger on it, but when you are vibing with somebody, they, it feels good, right? Like yeah. it's just a natural conversation. You just automatically feel comfortable with them. It's because their energy is vibrating 
around the same frequency as your energy is vibrating. So if you're in a low state, if you're in a low emotional state, if you're not feeling good about yourself, if you're feeling anxious, depressed, sad, stuck, those are all things that are lowering your vibrational energy. You feel small, you feel enclosed, shoulders round forward. All of that is information signaling that your energy is kind of being depressed. The ways that you do that is you have to, or the ways to get out of it, I should say, you have to identify where you're out of alignment, what's not feeling good to you, where you feel stuck. And then from there, you can kind of, you can expand and start to open those shoulders up, take deep breaths, and then find the things that help you feel more in alignment with how you actually want to feel. And you cannot forget the woo-woo. You find somebody to talk to. (laughs) Yeah, that's the most, and that is super, super important because that is the, that is the thing that's going to help support you after you identify the fact that you're out of alignment. After you identify the fact that you don't feel good where you are right now, and there's something about it that makes you feel stuck, the support system is the way that helps you, helps guide you. No one's going to tell you exactly what to do because it's so different for everyone. But when you get the support from talking to a therapist, a a mindset coach, um, a psychiatrist, um, a psychologist, any of them, you're going to get some form of guidance that you really do need and the support from those people in order to make the change that you want to make in your life. I love it. And, and that's extremely important because a lot of people stay with all of that bottled up and then it's just an explosion. And when that explosion happens, that means you are completely down. You are just, you don't know how to get out of that hole. Exactly. And, and that's very difficult. So yes, um, looking for that support, looking for someone to talk to, the woo-woo that you mentioned. And I, I love the name, by the way. <laughs> All my friends laugh because I'm like, I'm going to get woo-woo for a second. I promise I'll come back. (laughs) My favorite part. Yes, I absolutely love it. So for all the loose screws that we have, we find the woo-woo and there we go. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I love it. Thank you so much for for this interview, for talking to me, for telling me exactly how you're also helping others um, get out of that, you know, that stuckness and trying mm-hmm. to figure out what changes in their lifestyles are going to actually make a difference. So thank you so much for everything. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. Awesome. I love it.